Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to say we love all of you. Thank you for subscribing. Good evening. And good night. What's up, fourth fuckers? And, and. What up, SA? <laughs> what up, SA? Wow. The girlfriend's on the pod. No, that's not even. It's a recreation, though. It's not right. It's not it still right. works. It, it still it works. It works, for but it's not the way she said it. That she's missing some of that tood. Years ago. This was years ago, bro. Years ago. We finally got <laughs> drops from Billy June. Yeah, really good. We gotta get some sound designer to put a little echo, a little reverb, spice it up a little. But it's fine. It's good. You know what? It's one up quality. That's exactly what it is. Hold on. Oh, there you go. I switched to my better camera. Um, Sife, do you remember this laugh from Billy June last week, by the way? This happened. <laughs> the crazed laughter of a maniac. <laughs> that's what oh I that's Billy June? Yeah. I that's that Billy was, uh, June. I thought that's when they arrested the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was when they walked in and they found the guy after murdering six people masturbating into his own feces. I thought that was him. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you can follow me at Cypher Sounds. Follow my boy at Rosenberg Radio. We appreciate it. You can hit us up on that Patreon uh, next week. If you're listening to this in real time, next week, June. Well, let me get the date. June 10, 
11 and 12. I'm going to be go. down with my boy Will Sylvans. We're going to be doing comedy at the DC Improv, one of the best comedy clubs in the nation. The DC Improv. DC Improv is DC Improv is kind of legendary. Top, top top five, bro. Top five. Yeah. Top five. Patrice is it a Leo's is it a favorite club? Um, is DC Improv predominantly black, or just depends on oh, actor? Man, it's so mixed every time. So mm. mi- it's like the best. It's so mixed. You get wait. Were you gonna say like there. it's good because it's not that black? You were about to be like, no, no, no. It's good. It's like, no. no, no, no. I mean, the shows I do, I'm sure there are comedians that bring a very black audience, but the ones the ones I've been a part of have been very mixed, and I love them. Uh, so yeah, DC Improv, 10, 11, 12 of June. Me and Will Silvitz and uh, a bunch of other comedians. It's gonna be a, a fantastic, fantastic ride. Um, well, that's very exciting. I hope my I hope the DC peeps that I know. I'm gonna talk to some people. Please make sure they come out to see Cipher Sounds and Will Sylvans. Um, um, also, mm-hmm. shout out to my friend Peter Rosenberg who finally released that classic hip hop. Man, I don't want to say album. It. I don't want to say project. I want to say uh, masterpiece. Oh, see, hip hop masterpiece. I'm, I'm crooked. You really, you really like it that much? It's, it's very good, man. It's very good, and a lot of people are talking about it, man. Sipe, so we, I was very excited to talk to you today. First of all, thank you, yeah, and thank you for all your awesome, warm posts, of, of which I haven't even gotten to see them all because that's how supportive Sipe was yesterday. It was very touching. Why not? It's just really nice. Um, and uh, I was wanting to talk to you because yesterday, man. And and I I'm excited to share this with the with the Juan Eppers because uh-huh. y'all are the ones y'all you guys hear us talk about the frustrations and the times you know whatever you hear all the complaints you know us mm-hmm. yesterday was the f- you talking mentally I, I feel like you're going mentally I'm going mental yeah okay I got it yo I don't know the last time. In my life, that I planned something uh-huh. professionally, and it hit a thousand percent. Yes, like I, I don't know. I, yes. I've it's been like I maybe when I made the Duke video, I planned it all out. Right. I released it, and I just got to watch it like God, go was around. That fucking that's seventeen years ago or some shit. Like that's thirteen, fourteen, yeah. fifteen years ago. Wow, years and. Ago. Yeah. Oh, years ago. hold on. Years yeah, ago. It is a really long time ago. Well, you said ago. that years ago. This is years ago, bro. Years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the way, I'm glad that we didn't get that drop in here till now because it gave us a nice break, and now it feels like something to hear it again. <laughs> I like it. I admit that feels like something. So, it was it, and also the, okay. There's a lot of mental things about this about yesterday, yeah. but there's a learning piece for for your emotional piece of shit. Go on, go on. Well. So the first part, you and I have tried in both of our careers different things. Some things go well, some things don't go as well, whatever. But in general, it's always shooting to like this very mass kind of space uh, that that we think knows us. And it's like, how do you like this show? How do you like this podcast? How do you like this? This event, this party. This this, this a party. This this live, whatever, yeah. and, And it will... It misses most people. Yeah. It reaches some. And then within that some, some people like it. Yeah. Some people don't. 
Right. Or like maybe they would like it, but people are busy. People live life. They can't just come right. to everything. You know what I mean? Sure. Or do uh, everything. In this one, instead of having such a huge bucket, I narrowed the bucket down to a group of people whose taste I feel I truly know. Like right, even if right. even if they don't like me, I knew it doesn't matter because I know your taste. I know right. I know what you like. Right. And then I put together the project and just by from working with great people and the grace of God or whatever, it turned out that the pieces I had were really good. And yeah. I was like, oh man, this is it's all here for me. Yeah. And when it came to a couple, when, right when it led up to like a day or two before I started having this really good feeling, I was like, man, everyone's gonna like this. And the, everyone who is, is who cares enough to listen yeah. is gonna really like it. Now, what, and, what was happening a couple of days before that you started feeling that? Were you getting like internal feedback or, you know what I mean? Like, I know, honestly, like a, it was- It's like a buzz. The feedback- It's hard to the, explain, the, right? It's like a buzz. Yeah. The feed the feedback had been good as long as I'd been <clears throat> sending it out. Yeah. I mean, listen, even even gauging even gauging your reaction, knowing the kind of music you are into, uh -huh. even gauging your reaction, yeah. you know, is is I was like, Oh, this is good. Sife yeah. is fucking with this. This is actually very good. But then like everyone else, I would hear back you know, and listen, within that came things I've talked about on here. I mentioned it last week on the show. People not saying yes to interviews. There were still the hard things that yeah, I've been, you know. But those people are not in the niche. That they're you not there though. Start, yeah, they're not the fans of that of this. And and then that's the masses the, you're talking about. But the but some of those people that you want to be interested because it would help your project. Of course, they're not going to be interested unless they're told by the people who are in that niche who they're aware of. So to, so yesterday and today, Saif, the the two I I didn't even tell Natalie the second one that I woke up to today. Yesterday, I got a tweet from Alchemist. Alchemist tweeting that he loves the album. He's basically in the world of what I try to do. Everything you could hope for, showing love yeah. for for the project, hundred percent. And he's so respected throughout music yeah. that it's like. And then I woke up today to a story from DJ Premier. Oh. Who I didn't hear from, who I wrote to. I, I, I wrote to Premier and sent him the album. He didn't even respond. Yeah, but you put up that video where he was cutting up your song. Right, true, true. He yeah, posted yesterday. Yo, we had some, we both had dope Premier shit happen to us in the last two weeks. I know, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. He wrote, he put up the album. Who, Premier? Premier, yeah. And in very sort of old guy using Instagram <laughs> ways, look, <laughs> there's mad writing on the screen. I don't know if you can see it. It's mad writing. He wrote, beats, lyrics, scratching, dope LP at Rosenberg Radio. That, that, bro. That, I need to frame that. That's fire. Yeah. I need to get that and the yeah. Alchemist tweet and put them in a frame no, together. No, not, not, no bullshit, bro. Get one of those frames where it has like... The white, the the spot in the middle, and then the white thick border around it. I mean, like mm -hmm. one of those nice. Yo, you know, you remember? Don't go to, don't go to Urban Outfitters. No, you gotta go get to the a, real. You gotta go to a framing s s establishment. 
I don't even know. I don't, now that I'm saying it, I'm like, I have no idea called, where to get this the, done. The word traditionally, I think, would be frame shop. Okay. You no. were like a, a, a framing <laughs> establishment. Like saying it, I'm like, well, I don't even well, you know remember, where to go. You, you remember that, um, I, I don't know if you know this, I, I assume you would have seen it, but maybe not. Until the day he died, Mac Miller always had the Jay-Z tweet about him framed in his house. Really? What was that? What yeah. was the tweet? Uh, remember that day we were on the I think we were still on the radio together remember that day maybe not but I think so uh, Mac of uh, Jay-Z went on a tweet storm out of the blue about hip-hop and he started shouting out all the rappers he fucked with at that time and he was like black excellence for real but then after he wrote black excellence for real it was like dot 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 Mac Miller nice too though really? and Mac fr- and Mac framed that yeah oh that's dope that's dope so so the precedent has been set so go ahead. So by Young Alchemist Malcolm. Hit you. So, so, so when you see the the people like Alchemist or Premier, obviously that means um, emotionally it means a lot. But also like, I put it this way: one person who I'd been reaching out to about doing their show for two weeks, nothing. Woke up today, yo, can you do this week? Mm. And like, I, I I've known some of that would happen after. Yeah. But it had to be received. But in order for it to make enough noise to get there, it would have to be received by the people I believed would receive it at like 100%. And it's been, yo, Scythe, do you know what it's like searching my name on Twitter, which I don't do anymore because when I was always doing that recently, it would just be hate. Mm-hmm. Searching your name on Twitter and the worst thing I can find is, yo, I don't even like Rosenberg, but this album's fire. Fire. That's all I can find. If it's negative, everything else that I'm finding yeah. is, People just writing, yo, Peter Rosenberg made the album of the year. This is blah, blah. Yeah, it's, I saw that. yo, Saif, yesterday was like, it was for someone like me, and I thank you, I don't want to overspeak, for people who really enjoy getting positive feedback, yesterday was like freebasing fucking crack. Yeah. It was nonstop, yeah. yo. It was just. That's dope, it was, man. It was a great day. It was, at the end of the day, I said to Natalie, I was like, yo, today was one of the best days of my life. Bro, you know what it is, man? And this is not just about music. It's not just about I only had a bomb for that. Yeah. Um, it's not just about music. It's not just about releasing an album. It's about accomplishing a goal and reaching the finish line and completing something. We all yes. We 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 were on radio. Uh, together for a long time. There's no end goal. You just go to work no. every day and do a show. Uh, there's no, you know, we do this Wanet podcast so which true. we love to death. We just do it every week and we perform uh, a, a show and, we, and people love it and they listen to it, blah, blah, blah. But there's no end product. There's no lasting uh, a, a piece of material or piece of history. And that's what you did. You completed something, which it alone is a fucking feat. Alone, just completing it. Just fin- just finishing it, yes. Just putting it out, bro. Even if it was a fucking bonkers bomb, nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> it still feels good. Like, I finished it, I did it, boom, it's out. And then to get the love for it is is amazing. I, people like, that's why I know you're fucking, you're, you're, your name is bigger than, your name is, both of us, our names are bigger than the shit we do. Cause this girl I know who's like a fucking MF Doom, Jay Dilla nutcase, was like, "Oh, Rosenberg released the album that came out of nowhere," and I'm like, "No, not out of nowhere. 
He's been talking about it for a while. <laughs> yeah. But but when it came out, she knew. You know what I mean? Yosef, that fits in perfectly to something that happened yesterday. Explain this to me. I'm walking down the street on the Upper West Side. Yeah. I see like a 50s age something, I believe a Latin dude mm -hmm. doing some sort of work. Mm -hmm. He was you know, doing some sort of regular work on the street in some way. I'm assuming he had on a dirty Knicks hat. He see no. He sees me, and this is what he says. And you're the perfect person to understand how weird this is. He points at me, and he goes, uh, "Drink champs." Wow. I was like, "So you saw drink champs? You watched drink champs? But you only know me as the guy on drink champs." That's great. That's. I was like, "Wow." Good for drink champs. They're reaching new people, apparently, because I would think that anyone who knows me knows drink champs and that we're basically all in the same kind of world. Wait, congratulations to, to, to drink champs because they're obviously reaching people who maybe just like what they do and don't know all of the guests they oh, get. Oh, 100%. They're just fucking with Nori and EFN. A thousand percent, bro. It's just something you just click every week. So that, I thought that was very cool. Now, at the end of the day, also... Hold on, so, I just want to let the one up fans know, don't worry. I'm letting Rosenberg have his moment. We're going to break him down in a couple of minutes. Just just stay tuned. Well, I actually think it's time to get there right now. Okay. Because Rosenberg is a fucking narcissistic, selfish piece of shit. You hear what I'm saying? Guys, hello? Hello? I hear you. Are you no, I hear you. I'm here. <laughs> So I ended. I, w I was trying to decide if if I was going to do an event for the album, a dinner, a celebration of some sort. Yeah. And as of Thursday, I'd kind of gotten to at the beginning of the day. Thursday, I was at. I don't really feel like. I, don't know, I was feeling stressed. By the time Thursday night came around, I was like, "All right, we should do like a very small thing." And at first, I meant literally, uh, me and my girl. My boy Mark, Top Shelf Premium, who was the AR of the tape. Wait, what is that? Maybe what is Top Shelf Premium? So Mark, you've probably met him. His name's Mark Rosado at Top Shelf Premium. He's actually a really interesting dude. He's he's really just a um a vintage clothing dealer. That's his job. Uh -huh. He sells vintage clothes. I met him several years ago. Oh sorry. That was so disrespectful. What I just Years ago. This was years ago, bro. Years right, ago. Right, right, right. And a couple years ago, he he started sending me sending me music regularly. Like we always talked about music. He puts out mixtapes. What he does is he has dudes come to his store in freestyle, and under, underground ass dudes come to his store in freestyle, <clears throat> and he films it with a camcorder, and posts the videos that are shot on an old camcorder, which is people freestyling who are mad underground. Yeah. As a result, he's no he's gotten to know that crowd, and he knows them early, right. way ahead of me. Right. So, like, two years ago, when I was kind of, like, first of all, wasn't doing well personally, but also, like, the real late was just something I was doing. I wasn't, like, I didn't have a place to get the music anymore. I, I don't know where to go to get all the music right. unless someone sends it to me. Right, right. He, I was like, yo, man, can you start sending me all this stuff, like, getting it cleaned by the artist? And we developed a rhythm where every week he started sending me a, a batch of songs 
that he got directly from the artist and he had the artist send clean versions. Right. Because these cats aren't ever getting on radio. Yeah, yeah, so it's like... Yeah, they don't even make clean versions, yeah. So he had to start getting these people to be like, yo, make cleans, get them to me, I'll get them to him. Mm. And it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. I get music for my show. He gets, he the, gets to be the guy who's getting it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's winning. It's, everyone, yeah, it's, all, it's a game. And, and so when it, when it came time for the project, he was on me like, yo, you should do a tape with these guys. Like, cats will do some heat for you. Yeah. And so I went from, instead of thinking about a commercial project, to being like, yo, why don't I just work with all these guys who are already so happy to send me their music? Yeah. This is so much better. How about people who appreciate it instead of having to chase people? Yeah. So then I decided I'll do that, and I'll mix it in with the people I'm able to get who have a name, and then everyone kind of wins together. Okay. So Mark played that role. So, so Mark was Thank definitely going to be there no matter what. Yeah, he's a great guy, and and he's the he's the A and R. And then I was thinking maybe my friend Barry, yeah, Barry aka yeah. Disco Vietnam. So it was a white dinner, only white people. Well, that was a concern of mine. Yeah, you know, I was like, what kind of white party is yeah, this? What kind of all, and I'm not talking about the Diddy whiteness. white party. No. Yeah, I can't just have a whitey party. Barry produced uh, three songs, including this. Master the mind of a mastermind, man of God and a man of mine. Hands on like I give massage how I handle mine. Beats in the safaris on hard to find like I'm Kangaskhan. No, it's a jungle, I gotta watch till I'm anaconda. Everything I do, man, it's for sure, it ain't for show. Everything I he did do, this. Good story about that, too. And he did, yeah. and he did this. So that one? that's hallways. Okay, that's hallways. the rock Marcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallways is dope. So, so I was gonna have them, and then Marissa Mendez comes to town. Our right. friend Marissa. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I know and her. she's yeah. like, "Yo, what are you doing for your? You have to do something. What are you doing? Right. Blah, blah blah. Are you gonna do something?" And I was like, "I don't know." She was like, "You have to celebrate." I'm in town for one day, which, by the way, she's so annoying. Yeah. She only comes to town. Yo, Marissa, who I love dearly, when she she's one of those people who moved out of New York. She's the most, Jer she has a Jersey tattoo. She's the most Jersey person who's ever lived. <laughs> like her and Drewski should be on the the, the New Jersey flag yeah, yeah, yeah. together, should, okay? They should be the, the, the grand marshals of the Jersey parade. <laughs> <laughs> and, but she's one of those people that now that she, and she's very happy. She's found herself in LA. She's doing great. But when she comes home, she's like, I'm only home for 30 hours. I'm like, if you're gonna come back and you know people, you gotta give people like three days where you live in an area so you can, so you can see people. Anyways, I was like, all right, well, if I do something, uh, of course you can come. So then once I had that idea, I was like, well, now I, I need to invite Laura because Laura and Marissa are, are good friends and they never see each other, mm -hmm. right? So I need to make sure Laura's there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, well, let me- Laura Styles. That's Laura Styles. yeah. I, I brought to the show, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. What up, SA? It, it relates, but doesn't relate. You understand? Styles to the show. I think I, I think I'm kind of responsible for bringing Marissa around too. But go ahead. Uh, actually, I think you are. What up, SA? So, so then I'm like, well, let me just, uh, let me hit a couple of the artists who are like good friends because I, I can't hit all the artists. I'm not doing that, but I'll just hit a couple. So I hit a couple of the essential artists, like Flea Lord, who's on two songs. And he's the one who got Rock Marcy on the project, and he's just a great guy. So then before you know it, we get to this little dinner. It's like 10 people. Where was this dinner? It was at a place 
that I will not reveal the name of because it's too fire and we can't have everyone know it, but you might know it, Saif. Um, it's a Latin Fusion Diner on 14th Street. Okay. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Towards the west side. Correct. Yes. That's it. You know yeah. it. You know it. Great spot. Very Great spot. Good spot. And we had a little outdoor area. Mad tight, though. Mad mad crowded, but but nice. And then I get there, and I'm sitting there, and at some point, Marissa's like, yo, where's Sife and Billy June? Mm. Mm. What, what, what did she mean by that? The guys you work with? You got the guys you work with weekly and talk to, I want to say daily basis? Daily yeah. basis we talk. The ones who support you so much and help you and are part of your whole hip-hop experience. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, and I ha this is really my thought process. My thought, here's honest to God's truth. I My first thought was Sife wouldn't come from Jersey. But then when I like actually kept thinking, I was like, you know what? He actually would have come for this. So also, I, <laughs> I was like, he would have Jersey or wherever he lives, uh, all, New York, up wherever all, he lives. I'm, it's not in the city. I'm in the city was, every day, all day. Were you in the city yesterday? Yes. I was like, wherever he's at, he's not going to come. He's a dad. He's busy. Nah, and then I really Fuck thought for kids, yo. And then and then I thought about it for a second longer, and I was like, no, he would have come. Got to Piece go. of shit. And then here's where the Billy June kicks in. So that Marissa's texting with Billy June and is like, hey, you, you, um, we're at this place, blah, blah, blah. And Billy June was like, well, we're in Bro I'm in Brooklyn right now with my girlfriend. I, I can be there in an hour. But we've already been at the dinner at this point for, hour, for a couple hours. So, I'm, so Saif, you know what I'm worried about? I'm like, if Billy June takes an hour to get here, we're going to be ending, and he's just going to be walking in. Yeah. And I'm thinking of old Billy June. I admit that. This is not current having a girlfriend, Billy June. Uh, who I'm thinking about, of old you Billy talk, June. You, you're not talking about smooth, debonair, ladies' man, <laughs> Billy June. You're not talking about <laughs> I'm not him. Talking about, okay. I'm not talking about Billy June Williams. Yeah, yeah, Billy Sen. He's almost Billy Senior. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking of the Billy old June Billy Williams. June. <laughs> Yo, Billy June. What up, SA? Billy June Williams. June, no. Billy June Williams June, is yeah. something. Oh, yeah, Billy. So, yeah, Billy June Williams Jr. So I'm not, um, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking of the guy we know who, if he were to show up at the end of the night, would you'd be stuck with him like a puppy now yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'd be like oh my god do we have to take him yeah, home to sleep because, over because he came to to show love and to celebrate but you're kind right. of wrapping things up so in his mind he's right like, i have to stay with you to show that i want to celebrate with you and you're like but no we're done it's we over. don't want to celebrate anymore it's over <laughs> so in the end i was just an asshole and i'm i'm serious i really do wish i had just told you guys i kept trying to think about which What's at what point do you get to the line at which you offend people for not being there? But you guys were the last two that should have been there that no one else would have been offended. You, it, you guys, it's a failure. It's a failure. I'm sad about it. I just, it. I don't know. I, it's, this is conflicting about like whether to invite people, not invite people, where they're gonna come or not come. They usually don't come, so why invite them? I always want to be invited. I nine, yeah. I now let's say sixty five percent of the time won't show up. But I always want to be invited. And I know that about you, so that's why I'm sorry. That's a that. bad job. Well, and you would have seen people, you know who showed up? 
Styles P, the ghost. Styles P, love Styles P. Yo, Styles P showed up. He walked into this little seated area we had where the tables were super tight. He told me he was on his way to another event and he's just popping by. So I'm like, cool. So he pops by with his man, right? And they walk in and we're all sitting at a table already, like a dinner table, right? And he had that, I felt for him, that awkward moment when you show up and everyone's already seated at a dinner and you're like, hi. And this was already dumb crowded. And I'm like, yo, what's up, blah, blah. It's even hard to move. I, I was stuck in my seat. I couldn't even get around. So I said, what's up to him? He's like, yo, what's up, blah, blah. He's like, yo, I think I'm gonna go inside and, and grab something to eat. We pull the obligatory move that everyone has yeah. to do. No, no, no. You sit here, there's room. Yeah. He's looking at the table. He's like, I'm a vegan. There's no room. Yeah. I'm like, no. And of course, Natalie's like, I ordered vegan food. We have vegan food. There's Brussels sprouts. There's this, there's that. You're fine. And he's like, all right, all right. He was like, all right, I'm going to go smoke something. I'll be right back. He, he goes away. 10 minutes pass. 20 minutes pass. 30 minutes pass. I send Styles P a text. And I go, yo, awkward seating situation. You dipped. I respect it. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, I start smelling weed and I look behind me and there's a little window and he's standing right outside. He really was there just smoking an L. And he came in, had a great uh, conversation. I love putting rap artists together in a space who have never communicated before. Like Styles P and Homeboy Sandman are both to some people like iconic sort of really prolific rappers who are the illest sort of highest level MCs, but they don't know each other at all. Yeah. I love getting to have situations where people like that come together. Um, Man, I, and then uh, last thing, last thing on my on my endless spiel about last night. As we're on our way home, and I, I really processed, I was like, "Yo, man, this was a great day." I am. I have sometimes such imposter syndrome, which I'm sure you have to have sometimes too, big right time, right now. Right, every moment, and. Over the last couple of weeks, like if I hear from an artist from the album, instead of thinking it's going to be something good, I'm like, are they going to be like, yo, what's up with the business, fam? I'm ready to be called out like I'm not doing something great. Like, right. So last night, Flea Lord's like, yo, Rock Marcy wants your number. Rock Marcy's on my project. We sent a couple DMs to each other, but we never communicated really about this. Uh, it was just sort of Flea Lord got yeah. it done. And for people who know, they know. For those that don't know, Rock Marcy of this current generation we're living in is an icon. Like, he's he's an icon. Mm -hmm. And Rock Marcy sends me a text like, yo, bro, congratulations. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. The nicest message. Dope. Ten minutes later, Sean Wiggs' number pops up on my phone. So I answer. I'm like, oh, this is going to be Ghostface-related thing. Of course, in my mind, I don't know. Maybe Ghost is like, yo, son, I didn't tell you to put, why you put me, Jim why you, Jones. Why you put me on the front? I mean, yeah. I, who knows? I pick up. Hey, yo, Burke. Hey, yo, 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 yo. Yo, man, yo, yo, the project, yo. You put out something in the, in the universe, man. Something beautiful in the universe. And I pick up the phone on, on, and I go outside, and my boy Barry, who produced the Ghostface song, okay, and he listens to the podcast, so he's going to hear this story. This is the only place I'll get to share this story. It's so nerdy and hip-hop. I, I well, love welcome, it beyond words. Welcome to WANAP. 
Welcome to one app. Barry, Barry, he wanted me to correct. He's not a 40-year-old Jewish man. He's like a 38 or 39-year-old Jewish man. Barry, and Barry's been my friend since college, and he's always been an amazing musician, but he doesn't put himself out there. So when this project came together, he now has two songs with, like, heroes of his, right? And that It's one of the great joys of this whole project that it happened. Um, go, He's the biggest woo. He's a super hardcore woo head, especially meth and ghost, right? Like, that's... His wheelhouse. So Barry and I, he steps outside. We go outside with me, and I put I put Ghost on speakerphone. And he's like, yo, man, the project's fire, blah, blah. And I said to him, I'm like, Ghost, yo, you being on the project. I was like, it's the greatest thing about the project. It's the, it's the thing that solidifies it for me as being what I wanted it to be. Like, it's you, yeah. bro. Like, I, you're, you're fucking ghosting. And... And he's like, yo, no doubt, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I said, and the guy who produced it, I said, it was like the honor of his life to produce a record for you. Like, that's a huge deal. He's like, yo, man, tell him this shit, you know, tell him his fire, it's love, blah, blah. I said, I said, he can hear you. He's here right now. Ghost like, yo, put him on the line. <laughs> so and I get to hand. in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I hand Barry the phone. And he'll probably be too embarrassed to watch it, but I took his phone and filmed it. Barry takes the phone, and he gets to just have a minute where Ghost's like, yo, that's just fire. Yo, send me a pack. Yo, blah, blah, blah. They have their little moment. I'm like, all right, Ghost, appreciate you. Love you, bro. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. And the second we hang up, I, like, like out of an, an 80s sitcom, Barry just holds his hands up in the air, and we just hug in the middle of the street. <laughs> We just hugged in the street like this was a I was like this was a great day, yo. That was this after was dinner? a great that was after day. dinner. Yeah, it was like when we were just sitting around. Around the time Billy June would have showed up had we invited yeah, it him. Ruined the hug. Billy June would be like, hey, can he I, would have walked can in like hey. this hug too? Hey guys, come on. Come on. Wow. Nah, man. Uh want up fans, want uppers, man. Just give this man a round of applause, man. Thank you. Oh man! Oh guys, hold on. This is act you guys are actually. Uh, this is crazy, Saif. I actually can feel it in my head what they're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need any more, Saif. It's like I've been. I'm freebasing crack of 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 positive feelings. It's like putting out an album is like having a baby, but or like having a birthday, but like you did it. Yeah. I, it's like I birthed something, and everyone likes the kid. Yeah, they think he's funny adorable. You say that. Like I always say, like. You're always like, like uh, on my birthday, I say happy birthday to my mom. It's really her day. You know what I mean? Like, it's really her it's day. It's really your parents' day on your birthday because they like it means so much to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but congrats, man. That's dope. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what. You it is a great point, though. Wait, think about that. Beat. No, not my favorite beat, but the one that sticks out the most to me is it. Tell me which one, and I'll play it. Is it Midnight Sunday? Ooh. Who did that one? I love hearing. I, oh, um, well, two things. Let me give you. Let me give you that one. You said Midnight Sunday. Let me see. Let me see. I don't be knowing all the names yet. Yo, yo. this that late night, one in the morning, in front of home liquors. Yo, yo, yo. City lights glow, go on my neck, see with your eyes closed. V12 engine purring, moving through time zones. Notice me, it's front, but they know it's me. Rashid Elamine, name like a rosary, so all praise. I'm often mentioned with the. Oh, who produced who it? That one. 
This uh, this up and coming cat, you may have heard him. His name's Buck Wild. Oh, Buck Wild did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Motherfucking Buck Wild, That's so yo. Fu- you know what though? It's missing. It's no. You know what? It, that makes sense. I was gonna say it's missing drums the way I would want it, but that does sound Buck Wildish. He did. He did too. Buck Wild did that, and he did this. Yeah, that one I heard. Yo, Buck Wild. By the way, I'm so happy that I put out a project in 20... Like, for anyone who would ever have a question when it comes to Juan Epp about the fucking pedigree of hip-hop that we're talking about, the cloth that Syph and I are from, it's 2021, I put out an album, and the only truly, truly known producer on it is fucking Buck Wild. Yo, Buck, Buck Wild, even in the days of, of DITC at their strongest, was the most underground yes. of Digging in the Crates. Correct. He was like the backbone of digging in the crates. My fa- you want to know my favorite all time? Um, I think I know. You know it. Favorite Buck Wild beat of all time. Yeah, I knew it. This shit. Yeah. I made a six-minute looped instrumental for this. Cause I, I was, yo, this was what I wanted to use on the album. At first, the first reason I talked to Buck Wild, I forgot about this, was because I hit him and I was like, "Can I use, can I use? You can't front on my album." Like redo it. And just, he was like, "I don't have the original session anymore." He's like, "I don't have it." It's on a um, somewhere. So I was like, "Oh shit!" So I just looped it, and then in the end. I was like, you have beats? And he just sent me beats. And the funny thing is Rashid Chappelle and Buck Wild have a whole project together. I gave that beat to Rashid Chappelle. He did the song, didn't know it was a Buck Wild record. And him and Buck are close. By the way, uh, Rashid Chappelle, also from Jersey, like Drewski and and Marissa Mendez. All right, Saif, you had a whole bunch of things you wanted to mention. I saw you mention on social yesterday, was it the anniversary of the Pharrell Fronten video? Uh, Yeah, I saw the the Fronten video dropped. Which I didn't realize. Uh, hi, welcome to One Up Part Two. Um, uh, it, I didn't realize it was the um, what do you call it? The debut of BBC, like Billionaire Boys Club, Pharrell's clothing line. Oh wow! And uh, you know, there's all. Did you get laced? Did you get laced with it that day? Oh, I got laced with it way before that. I have original, like the the what would be equivalent to a test pressing of a record. All right. I have test yep. pressing. BBC clothes. Well, like hoodies and, and a, jeans? A hoodie, a polo, a t-shirt. And no, mm. he wasn't doing jeans then. He was just doing um, shirts. Oh, yeah, I guess jeans would take time. Um, but remember, but remember. Years ago. This was years, years ago, ago, bro. Years but there's ago. all this shit with Soldier Boy going on about all the babe shit. And I was like, bro, come on, man. You, I mean, fine. Maybe I'm not as big as Soldier Boy, but I was way before you motherfuckers. I was way before Yo, Pharrell I, and Pusha and them. I was way before them with Bape. I was trying to explain to Soldier Boy yeah. that while he was a major influence, I was like, you don't get it. The influence of Saif and Pharrell and the other people before you, they're, they're the ones who made you even have an interest in it, even if you don't realize yeah, that. Correct. You, you're not, you don't realize... you're. 
and I like Soldier Boy a lot. I was like, you're, he wasn't realizing how influence works. It's not like, <laughs> oh, I saw Sife wearing a shirt, and then I went to the store and bought yeah. it. Why would Soldier Boy at the time, a little kid, where's Soldier Boy from again? I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta. Billy June, where's Soldier Boy from exactly? Oh, I'm including Billy June in this. Anyways, he doesn't realize why a kid at the time of his age, probably 10 years old, would be, it's because of the people who really, that's how trends start. Why you think One App ain't the biggest podcast in the world, but it's the OG? Man, Pharrell goes to me one day, he goes, man, there's this Japanese guy, there's this Japanese guy that goes to Jacob the Jeweler, and whatever I get, he gets the same chain, but like, even more icy. And, and he goes, yeah, he owns some, some clothing company. And I was like, Nigo? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's his name, Nigo. He's like, we're going to see him when we go to Japan. We're going to meet him. Like, I was already on it. Fuck these guys. And, but, and how big was Nigo at that time? Oh, huge. Huge. For, for Bathing Ape already. Yeah, he was a superstar. Like, his whole house was a museum. He like a, one of these collecting guys. His house had, like... Um, Ringo Starr drums and Andy Warhol paintings and this famous furniture. I forgot the guy's name, but this guy, he's a um, a famous furniture maker, like an artist. But apparently, he was just a carpenter of the New York City Public School Department. And the desks that were made in New York City schools from like 55 to 58, something like that, were made Oh, those are my favorite those are my favorite desks. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know the exact years and what the guy's name was, but but the desks were made by this guy and then later on became becomes a famous artist. So Nigo had a whole classroom, like ten desks of from this guy in Nigo's house. Like he had all types of shit. Wow. Every Star Wars toy, every Transformer, every Voltron, every um whatever whatever it is they're collecting. His vinyl collection was sick. So we go to his house, we're chilling with him in Tokyo, and then throughout the week we were there, Pharrell's talking about he wants to create this clothing line called Billionaire Boys Club. And I see, you know, I'm catching pieces of the conversation, I'm not in every conversation, but then on the last day there, we're leaving, we're about to go to the, ho- the airport, we come downstairs and Nigo is there with his staff, and Nigo created the original, like he had like four specs of what BBC should be. He had four different logos, four different shirt designs. For, you know what I mean? Like, he mm. got his whole staff and created BBC. So we come downstairs, like, the, the, the BBC logo, the astronaut, mm-hmm. was like one of four or five different versions that I saw Pharrell pick from Nego that day. I mean, I've been in the mix, man. I've been in the fucking mix. Hold up. Okaman Choja. Sonen Kura. Sonen Kura. So an incredible. Is that song fire or blueprint two or no, what is that again? Magna Carta. I think that's Magna Carta, Holy yeah, Grail. That song is fire. It's so interesting, right? 
It's such a weird fucking song. I mean, yo, it, but I like it a lot. It was it was one of the ones I liked. I liked a few off Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I gotta go back and listen. That's a lot of shit I gotta put in my phone. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know what the one is though. What's the one? What's the one? That's the one. A little over a year ago, I was in bondage. Now I'm back out here reaping the blessings and getting the benefits that go along with everything that's out here for kings like us. The reason why we like this, this jewelry and this diamonds and stuff, and they don't understand, is because we really from Africa, and that's where all this stuff come from, and we originate from kings, you know what I'm saying? So don't look down on the youngsters because they want to have shiny things in our jeans. You know what I'm saying? We just don't all know our history, so... Landed in Europe, nigga. <laughs> Shopping bags, I'm a tourist, nigga. Money talk, I speak fluent, nigga. <clears throat> Reebok on, I just do it, nigga. Look at me, I'm pure, nigga. Yo, man. I'll Yo, tell you one I thing, though. I wish you would have said the N-word yesterday. <laughs> Who, yeah. me? You think yesterday would have been the day? You, I wish your day was ruined by, by you accidentally slipping up. <laughs> I wish you were at the restaurant well, and Styles P showed up like, yo, what's up, my nigga? And then fucking everybody's like, <gasps> By the way, that would have been the curb version of yesterday. Uh, I was just kidding. I thought we were. I, um, no, don't worry, Saif. I have plenty of interviews to say something that will somehow get spun. Yo, we didn't even talk about what Revolt did. Oh, fuck. What they do? I didn't even tell you what Revolt did. We're going back to When I did drink. When I did, no, not really. When I did Drink Champs, I told the story of auditioning for Atlanta. Yeah. Do you remember yes, that yes. I had auditioned for Atlanta and N-Word was yeah. in the script? I told the story. I, 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 it was very nuanced. Got to give all my feelings on the N-Word and it was like a, a whole thing. The, the headline that Revolt did for the article, you know, that they put up socially to, to promote Drink Champs. Yeah. Peter Rosenberg remembers the first time he said the end. Wow, I was just fucking around. Are you serious? Swear to God. I saw that. How did Swear you not to put God that up, Billy, you fucking piece of shit producer? That's what they said? Yo, it was... <laughs> yo, it was... Yo, Bro. I'm sitting at home. I, I, I Someone sent it to me, and I was like, oh my... Now, fortunately, shockingly... It was on Twitter for a while and it got like it got like 10 retweets and like 30 likes or something, no comments. It didn't have any comments. And I hit Chanel, our dear friend and and who's my publicist for the yeah. project and basically so many things Sife and I've done over That's the amazing. years. Um I hit Chanel and I'm like, "What in the fuck?" She was like, "I'm already on it. I've emailed everyone. I'll get the CEO on the phone if I have to. This is fucking crazy." And I was like, wow. fortunate, and we got it changed. But I was like, well, yes, I suppose you could argue that headline is true. But what in the but fuck? But you did say it? 
in the audition. It was this whole had, thing that I like. You didn't want to do it and all this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I and then I ended up doing it. And then when I got when I didn't get the job, they were like, "Yeah, we just didn't believe you saying that." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I told you I couldn't wow. do it." And so that's the whole story Ooh. was that it was a really hard thing for me. That is hard. And it was the nastiest thing, bro. Don't. But anyways, it don't was. Tell that story anymore. I yo, yo that's what my dad don't said. He was like, "Don't, don't story do it because that's what's gonna happen." You know how hard it is for me. To partner up and do a podcast with a Haitian comedian when all the time he makes Haiti jokes and I go, Will, I can't participate in any of these jokes. <laughs> I got Yo, I got that's... stink on me, bro. <laughs> now how often do you um how often at this point does anyone bring now, up the once, stink of that? Once now the last time I saw it was pre pandemic. I saw one comment was like we don't forget. I'm like, bro, you definitely forgot. You're not even commenting on anything I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah, some of the interviews uh, that I've done, I did one with Chuck Creekmer, who I like a lot from uh, All Hip Hop. And we did a, we had a conversation and he asked me about, you know, being called a culture vulture and um, the Chuck D's thing. And I got to a point where I was like, listen, I understand how when people check out what what you know broadcasters do, it's not their responsibility to know everything we've ever said or done. So they may remember one thing more than others. Yeah, of course, the stuff that's but yo, if you're the kind of person, if you're the kind of person who holds on to one thing and you're like, you think that defines who the person is. I, good luck. I listen. God bless you. If that's what you how you want to do things, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, it's funny when you see the occasional, yo, what about you and Saigon? I'm like, what? What about what you did with so? I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, everyone has their their yeah. thing. I never thought about that with you and Will, though. Do you guys, but do you guys talk about it in routine or no? Uh, no, because nobody knows what happened. You'd have to give the whole story. It sense. But he'll make a, you think there's he'll anyone? Make a joke and I just go quiet every time. <laughs> You think there's anyone listening right now who listens to Juan Epp and was like, and is like, I don't even know what that story is. Of course, is. definitely. It wasn't that big. It was only big to me. No, no, it was big to me. Yeah, I was there. But if, not, but if I would have got fired, you still would have went on living your Rosenberg life. You know what I mean? White privilege. Like, <laughs> look at me. But yo, I did a show in Houston, and uh, this is how, I'm a fucking idiot, bro. And this is how much shit we do that we don't even realize how much shit we've done doing a show in houston this guy comes up to me he's like yo you remember me i'm so-and-so and i said no i'm sorry i don't remember he goes I, i'm a i'm a film director filmmaker he goes i directed the styles p and farrell Monch, uh my life video and i go oh shit really what's up man i go i go did i meet you before he goes yeah uh you were in the video <laughs> and i was like i was I don't even how about this? I don't even remember being in the video. That's why I, that's why I was wow. talking about fronting cuz I'm in the fronting video and that just came out. Right. I don't remember being in the video and I don't remember that this song was from the album I put out with Rocket Soundbombing 3. Oh, so you A&R this song? Well, they just they gave us a finished song. I didn't do anything with it. Oh, this was one that yeah, was like, done. This, this was, was like Farrell, a commi- this is more like a commission. Yeah, Farrell had the song. I didn't pick the beat. I didn't do anything. But 
What's wrong with me, yo? Yo, and yet again, here we are talking about Howie McDuffie. Bro, this shit has a resurgence because J. Cole, you know, remade yep. it. What's wrong with me? Like, that Bro, is a we, classic. I, that's a classic hip-hop song. That's in the books. By the way, one day, I bet if we were to listen to all the old one apps, we would remember things about our life and that we oh, did absolutely. that we otherwise it's don't why remember. I don't listen to one app. It's why I don't because I oh I'm very much into like I I like telling stories but I'm very much into moving forward and I wouldn't want to hear what I sounded like back then. That's the hard part. That is the hard part. Man, we used to go at it. But why do I not? I'm in the fucking video. God, I'm. That's crazy. How much are you in it? Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. You still didn't pull it up. I got better shit to do. You got to move forward. Move forward. What, uh, Saif, what else was on your list of things that you want to talk about this week? Yeah, you had a whole list. Trash. Oh, bro. Uh, I like that we say every episode is trash. <laughs> bro. Every that, episode, if it's uh, not a guest. DMX album? I have mixed feelings on the really? DMX album. I'm, yeah, you love I'm, it. I, I, I love it. I love it. I... I... I love things about it, and then there are other songs I don't love. Yeah, but that's that, there's gonna be songs you don't love on every album ever. Is it, do you think it's more than what you expected it to be? Well, also I think, um, I talked to Swizz on this, like so much about it. We had him on like twice. Yeah. I heard so much that I think I had a very high expectation, and then it starts out. So crazy to me. Well, the first voice you hear is J. Cole. Or Price Swiss. Rough Riders. Here we go. That's my dog, yeah. 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 So when I when I heard that, I was like, oh my yeah. God, here we yeah. go. And there are a few moments like that. And then I think there are other moments where it just didn't sound like, I, I didn't always feel that X was in like his best vocal space on all the songs. See, that's, I, I disagree. Well, yes, he's not, he's not, I mean, I'm going to say he's not like how he was in his younger days, but even in his younger days, he was probably 32 when he made those songs. You know what I mean? He was, right. he was definitely older when he made, like, Rough Riders Anthem and all that shit. But I was thoroughly impressed how, like, it, it, I thought it was going to be, like, just, you know, just him trying to get a check. You know what I mean? Like, just put out. Oh, a, no, no. It's definitely you know, not it's, that. It's definitely it's a real yeah, effort. It, it's a it's a real album for I, sure. I enjoyed it thoroughly, man. And the Nas and Jay Z shit I didn't, is like. But why do I not? I I I don't love the sound that Swizz used on Bath Salts. I don't either. But they, I think it's way better than the other Nas and Jay Z song that came out. Agree. You know I mean? Like they sound way hungrier. They sound way hungrier on this. It, it, Nas in particular Nas really in on it. And then the Grizz, you, like, you don't like the Griselda record. Oh, of course, I like the Griselda record. Cult is the living, Coca-Cola's the sponsor, I run up with your boot, 
Always a monster. Yeah, they like me like that. Every girl I see wanna be white, be like that. I'm the king of Samunda, uh, king of the summer. Come be my Kardashian. Queen of Yo, I would have just, for me, I don't know how you feel. I just would have literally taken out that horn or whatever that is and put in it could have been the most it didn't need that much more i just didn't need that i don't know you're, i find that sound like halting you're um you're uh over analyzing because it's new i bet you if you put it in in a couple months it'll be fire i'll tell you this though nas sounds Days when the paper was a major, but love was abundant. Before the God got the Godson upon the stomach. Let these niggas know it was a feeling I would get from music that they would come with. Hate start with age, cause the age come after a G. They won't say it face to face, they say it after I leave. After the first night at my place, she asked for the keys. It's my season, Garden of Eden, we Adam and Eve. I just find that sound so droning, but that, but they sound great on it. And I think there's a version, I think Swizz played a version with J. Cole on it. Um... And to your point, you were talking about um, that Griselda. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody, sent me a, somebody sent me a, a comment or a DM, and he said, I was screaming loot pack when you guys were asking who else used this sample. Oh, really? But we found know, that eventually. He was like, when, we went, when he first listened to it, he was like, loot pack, loot pack. Loot pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of a, a tough spot like x on a lot of those songs comes on last and it's tough coming on last after those three who are right now so in their bag I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what I like? I like seeing... Uh, there was a bunch of videos that came out. I guess there was like some kind of album release party or listening event or something. I like seeing mm -hmm. the excitement on the Griselda dudes' face faces yeah. about how excited they were to be on that. You know what I mean? Like They're like... They're older. They're probably our age. But they're so... They're so like young and happy. To be like doing these all this great shit with their fucking heroes, and it, it isn't it that looks crazy cool. too. It looks really cool. The main, isn't it crazy though? Like one of the main things that's become a talking point when I've been talking about music over the last few weeks <clears throat> is how people gotta like, yo, in hip hop, man, we just insist that people be young. We insist that there's this time frame and if you're not in it that it's somehow yo the number one pet peeve i got before the album came out because now that it's out <clears throat> i don't see it as much but when people who even nori did it like nori lives so in the right now he's in miami he sees what's hot out there and nori was of the era where even though the war report was cool he needed to make hits to make right. money and, and he did and then he did multiple times successfully, yes. right? So I think it's hard for him to even identify that you can make the grimiest shit now and make money yes, from it. Yes, it's very, it's very weird. It's very weird to those cats. So they yeah. hear it and they're like, they almost talk to you. I talked to Smoke Dizza about this the other day. Like, when you make this music, 
there's a tone of like, oh, it's so nice that yeah, you're doing no, this. Your hobby is, you, you, uh, at least you're doing something you love. I yeah. swear to God, that's what they talk like. I'm yeah, like, yo, this is good there's shit. There's all these different markets now. Maybe you're not making as much. You're not doing stadiums, maybe. No, not maybe. Right. Definitely. The, yeah, you're not. You're not. Uh, yeah, you, you know, could, you you're could, not little you baby. Okay. You get the bags. Well. And so it's just like, it's funny that we, we yo, man, the, the artists that we love were making, the artists that I grew up loving, so many of them made smashes in their 40s. Yo, son, like, my favorite, one of my favorite conversations, I probably said this on one up before, I was in the car with Little C's, we were in a limousine. How did you know Little C's? I used C's? to for Little Kim. Wow, the, really? The, yeah, but that was... Oh, years that was, ago, this was years ago, bro, I, years, years ago. ago. I, I remember distinctly, it was like, it had to be, so Biggie died, what, 97? Mm-hmm. It had to be like January 97 Like somewhere around there Like the album was finished And it was coming soon And he was like yo Big said Yo we about to put out this uh, Life After Death album And I've been hearing it throughout the last year Snippets Every time C's had cassettes Of demos, songs, finished songs Whatever, all the shit he was playing Can I just tell you one thing the way my setup is, you know when I'm looking down, I'm looking at you, right? I don't give a fuck where you're looking. I just want you to know, like, when I'm looking down, I'm not Whatever. doing something else. So, right, keep going. he's like, yo, big. He's like, yo. I swear, man, we about to get this money. Big said, when he drops his album, we gonna get, like, 70 a show. And I was like, $70,000. That's incredible. That's insane how could anyone make that much and now seventy thousand dollars to a rapper is like all right all right i'll i'll do a couple songs you know what i mean like i'll pop out is it close like drake probably gets a million uh a a show or whatever at you know when he does like a stadium or whatever and it's like big biggie was like they they were not even a hundred he wasn't even excited to get a hundred grand he was like 70 i was like what a weird number like Usually goes in quarters. Like, why not seventy five? You know. And that that's is biggie. So funny. That's biggie. And he never got it. He died before the album came out. Like, so he never. Like, there's a chance. There's a chance that Biggie's all time high for a show. There's a chance it's like twenty five. No grand. more than that. Because Kim was making even more than that. Fifty. So grand, fifty yeah. grand. But but, you know, how many of those did he have? You know what I'm saying? Right. How many of those now? Now a lot of those guys back then they was getting money. Like I remember with Kim, and Kim was hot out there, especially that that first album. So we was getting twenty five, thirty, on a like you know. Let's say we do three, four shows a weekend. We're getting twenty five each show. So you're coming home with a hundred grand, you know, you know, but with expenses or whatever. So they was making money, but not from one joint. You know, they had to hit up a lot of spots to get it. So maybe Big made fifty grand. Where though Like There was no big That's what I'm saying There was no big bad There was no big tour He was on You know what I'm saying Mm. There was no big Like Because all the bad boy tours Came after he died And If you're on a big Company wide tour Where it's like All the artists of bad boy No one's getting 50 Except for Puff You know And they didn't even do that Isn't that crazy Was he So he only did like underground tours, essentially. I think he did a lot of shows. I don't think there was necessarily. I don't remember. I don't remember so if prob- Big was he probably on a did- tour. 
Like an arena he probably did arena tour. He probably did like um colleges for some yes. good money. And he probably did a, you know, yeah, some one offs. Big one offs, yeah. You're know, like, you know, he a ra- oh radio station shows for right, sure. Yeah, where he got jams, a, you know, but yeah. those are a half promo yeah. too. So I, that's crazy to think about. I wonder why. I just we weren't thinking, and people weren't thinking that way quite yet. No, it had happened, but the biggest stadium shows and tours that had happened still required having Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys. Everyone was together yeah. on just these to big ass shows. There's a clip. So crazy the clip of Jay Z talking about DMX to LeBron. Yeah, that was going around. Um, yeah, even he was saying like, he says in that clip, he goes, there was no rap tours. Like the Hard Knock Life tour was like one of the first kind of big ones, you know, where it was like all hip hop art. Like usually it'd be like an R&B tour and then the rapper would open up, you know? So crazy. It's it, it, That really is wild to think about that we never got that from Big. Never. Wow. Well, on that note, on that note, I just want to say we love all of you. Thank you for subscribing. Come in the room. This could have been an X record. And by the way, uh, I want to maybe the one app audience doesn't know this, but the cheap heat audience that I have does this. If something gets said on the podcast that you think is hilarious and we didn't notice it, cut the drop yourself and send it in. People do that sometimes. Just send it to us. Like if we said something that taken out of context would be really funny like Please, somebody chop means. up peter said the n-word peter said the n-word peter <laughs> said the n-word <laughs> then send it to revolt and uh that's that um well listen we're gonna go do a patreon episode right now for the patreoners wait what was that oh god do you think that's gonna make people want to subscribe to patreon <laughs> Hey, subscribe to Patreon. Thanks for listening to Wan App. Don't forget, uh, DC, June 10, 11, 12, 2021. Cypher Sounds, Will Sylvan. It's actually Will Sylvan's show. I'm just on it. But uh, we're going to be at the DC Improv Comedy Club. Come check us out. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a big old blast. And uh, everyone who's in the crowd, you know what they're going to sound like? And then you guys will be terrified and run out because that means zombies have... There's a zombie apocalypse at the show. <laughs> um, guys, thank you. And to all the Wanette people I saw posting because I definitely saw the tweets and comments from Wanette people supporting the album. Really, really appreciate you all. Very, very, very much. Billy June, uh, go fuck yourself. Let's go do us some Patreon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.